Hello and welcome to the second special Advent episode of the Sailor Time to Pause podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. As we journey through Advent this year, we're joined by chaplains from our Homelessness Services Unit who work in our life houses and hostels around the country. Over the next four weeks, they'll be helping us to explore the four great themes of hope, peace, love and joy. Today, we're joined again by Fraser Hunter from Skinnergate Lifehouse in Perth, who is considering our first theme of hope. I will stop and breathe in your presence, just breathe, just breathe. The first Christmas song, the first song celebrating the nativity of Jesus, the incarnation of God as man, comes perhaps unsurprisingly from Mary, the mother of Jesus. Church tradition has long called her song the Magnificat, after the first words in the early Latin translation, and it has been central to traditions of prayer and liturgies across churches from the very beginning. Mary's song mirrors the style of songs found in the Old Testament, the Jewish tradition she would have been steeped in. We find the song in the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. Mary has heard from the angel Gabriel that she will bear the Son of God, the Messiah. Gabriel also tells her that her older cousin Elizabeth, who was thought to be barren, is also miraculously pregnant. Mary sets off to visit her cousin, and Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45, tell us, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfil his promises to her. To this we hear Mary's reply, her magnificent. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised to our ancestors. Mary's is a song of hope fulfilled. After 400 years of silence, God has spoken. After 400 years of silence, God is on the move. Mary glorifies her God. She rejoices in her Saviour. She is amazed that he will fulfil the hopes of all her people through her. Mary is open to working with God, no matter the cost or risk. 
and she celebrates, in humility, the fact that God would choose to work through her as a lowly human servant. God is bringing about the hopeful salvation of her people, yet he includes her in playing a part. The second half of Mary's song broadens out from her amazement at God's work within her own life to both remembering God's action within the history of Israel, but also in prophesying all that the Messiah will bring to completion. The Jewish hope for the Messiah and all of the Old Testament teachings on God were never just abstract spiritual doctrines. They were always deeply practical, dealing with the nitty-gritty realities of day-to-day life and how a just society could be built and thrive. Mary's celebration of God's past actions and prediction of her son fulfilling these carries on this understanding. The hope is that the Messiah will fix this broken world, will lift up the poor, lowly and struggling, will tear down the rich, arrogant and powerful. God is bringing his justice, bringing his divine ordering for human society in the rulership of Jesus Christ. Mary has just heard of the baby conceived in her womb, but her hope understands that this baby is the King of Kings, is the one true hope for humanity. There is much for all of us to consider in this. There is the question of what are the hopes of our people, the hopes in our communities? What would they see as the salvation of God coming to them? Then there is the question of our part to play in that. How is God asking us to take part in his transforming mission And are we willing to pay the cost or take the risk of joining in? Does our hope reassure us that whatever the cost of joining God's mission, it will be worth it in the end? Do we trust in the King of Kings? Are we willing to lay aside everything holding on to the hope that his way is true and ultimately the only way to see life in all its fullness?